Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Well, the never-ending sign-stealing scandal. You know, for a scandal that's moving as quickly as it is, we just keep getting more and more and more details And maybe we'll actually get a resolution here. Hey, welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. It is Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, We take a quick break from the coolest athletes right now conversation to talk about something that is bizarre and and definitely uncool, which is the Michigan sign-stealing scandal. Oh, I disagree with that. This is the coolest scandal we got going. You don't Uh, think this is cool? Connor Stallions? That is the coolest name for a guy in a scandal we've ever had. Okay, but the more we learn about this guy, the less cool it becomes. I mean, I I think this guy, I don't know about this guy. I'm actually starting to get a little worried about this dude. Maybe the 500-page manifesto should have tipped us off that he was thought he was going to take over the Michigan program. I, I, I'm not so sure that he's all there. Um, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, the latest is is this. We'll get you up to speed. So... Michigan had a few days to offer a rebuttal to the NCAA and to the Big Ten about, you know, basically their side of the story. And they didn't refute, really, or say that 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 the Connor Stallion stuff didn't happen because it feels like the evidence is mounting that this, that this did happen. He was breaking the rules. He was advanced scouting on behalf of Michigan. So they're not to be disputing that. What they're saying, Perloff, is they don't think any punishment can come down on Michigan because due process, the the process has not played out. The, you know, NCAA usually takes years to fact-find and do these investigations, and they think any kind of penalty in season would be a rush to judgment against protocol and a dangerous precedent. Yeah, that all makes perfect sense to me, and that's why Michigan, nothing serious is going to happen to them. Not to mention that it's a minor violation to start with, this signal-stealing thing. I think they're exactly right, and... The problem, what happened to Michigan, is they're a very popular program, yep. and a lot of people hate Michigan for some reason. They have that yeah. Duke basketball thing that they're sort of cocky. They are too full of themselves. They're Michigan men, quote-unquote. So I think there was an undue amount of backlash over a very, very minor infraction. So they're saying to the Big Ten, you better slow down. If you get caught up in this whirlwind of the scandal— and you're going to make a decision that you're going to regret. And I think they're absolutely right. Okay, but there's a real other part of this, which is you say it's a minor infraction. Minor. And you might be right in terms of, like, what's the biggest stuff we can think of that can impact a college football program. At the same time, it is a rule that was broken, and the other coaches and athletic directors are calling on the Big Ten commissioner to do something because they believe it did give them an advantage. Right, to so do something small. Well, maybe suspending Jim Harbaugh for a game 
could be it because I think there's another part of this. Yes, I think people love to hate Michigan or there's a love-hate situation going there. If this was a minor program, we probably wouldn't be talking about it. However, there is something about how widespread this is, you know, and whether Jim Harbaugh knew about Connor Stallions, him going to all these games and also having 65 people allegedly also videotaping, it just looks so egregious and it's such a, like, you you broke a minor rule, but you did it so big. It's like, yeah, you got caught speeding. You were going 100 in a 45, you know? It's like you do get a more severe penalty because of the the, the scope of this, the breadth of this. Okay, yes. but if that's the case and there's a big scope and a breadth, don't you want to spend a lot of time figuring out exactly what happened? Get your facts straight? And even this 65, now that we're learning about more about Connor Stallion, is this 65 people he quote-unquote deputized? May now I'm wondering, wait, what really happened here? There's I, I think the whole story has not been told. This kind of thing takes a while for the NCAA to do usually, usually yeah. because they're slow. I, I think immediately ruling on something that will impact this season feels really dangerous to me. Because what if they what if they come in too heavy and it finds out that Jim Harbaugh really didn't know what this crazy guy was doing and this guy is a rogue actor to right. some extent. I don't think it's possible. Somebody there knew what he was doing because where do you think that you got the signs from? The other issue, but the bigger issue to me, Maggie, is that everybody does it, obviously. Jim Knowles, the Ohio State defensive coordinator, says 75% of teams try to steal signs. So, yes, they broke the rule in a very obvious way, but I think Michigan rightfully points out, hey, if you're going to really hurt us with this, we're going to hurt you back. And I, I think the NCAA and college football playoff, they need four teams that are eligible to play in the final thing. If you bring down Michigan, what if you bring down Ohio State next? What if you bring down Alabama next? What if you find this it was happening at Georgia? Okay, then but, you have a real problem on your hands. Okay, but that used to happen with other NCAA violations, right, like no paying coach- players or you know yeah. having tutors write you know, term papers for guys. And right, they and they punish. never disrupted any of those people's seasons. No, they didn't, but they would punish one program, then they'd get evidence, and they'd punish the next program, right. and the next one, and the next one. So I can't just say, don't do anything to Michigan because they might be doing this at Georgia. Like, bring me the evidence, and then we'll punish Georgia. Right, but they we'll never... punish Alabama. Great, but they never, for a recruiting violation, they never gutted a season midway through the season. Right. And Spygate, that's the most closest analogy to this. They didn't stop the Patriots from playing in 2007 just because they caught them illegally taping. Sure. They still played the games, and that's what people are talking about. I know we're not talking about it, but people are saying, let's really hurt them. Let's keep them out of the Big Ten title game. Well, or that's... let's suspend Harbaugh for a game against Ohio State. They never suspended Belichick for a game. No. I, I wonder, though, if this is a new era in not just the NCAA but also the Big Ten. You have to acknowledge there's a new NCAA president who is a former politician who's clearly taken the temperature, you know, finger up in the wind on what people are talking about. And you also have a new Big Ten commissioner who just got there eight months ago. Right. So all that old stuff, like we used to complain about the NCAA taking forever on these investigations because by the time they got around to punishing the program, everyone who was involved in this has likely moved on to a different part of their life, whether the coach had moved on or whether the players had moved on. So the people were getting punished were in high school when these violations were going on. That felt unfair also. So to move with some kind of swiftness, if they feel like, all right, maybe we didn't talk to all 65 people who may have been videotaping on Connor Stallion's behalf, but say we talked to 10 of them, is that enough for us to say, all right, we get it. We understand we have enough evidence here that we can come down with a punishment. No, I I think... 
you're in real danger of having an overreach here. For, first of all, we're not even talking about the NCA, right? Because the NCA, anything the NCA does will be incompetent, poorly done, and poorly received. Well, That's it's, facts. It's kind of like point. NCAA and Big Ten kind of. I think it's we're the, gonna get I it. think the Big Ten is the only one that can really do anything here. But the right. NCA is is too busy losing massive lawsuits left and right every day. People aren't even paying attention. They're losing so many right now. So it's got to be the Big Ten. Tony Petiti comes in here. What if he comes in and makes the wrong decision and costs Michigan a chance at the national title? That is something that Michigan will never forget. Uh, their fans will never forget. They will say, why couldn't you just wait a month to find out what's happening here? Why not wait? What's, what's, the, what's the downside here? Michigan doesn't have the signs for these games moving forward. So I think that damage done, right? And if you are caught breaking a rule and you know it and you have the concrete evidence, like why not do the punishment now while the people who are benefiting from that sign stealing scandal are still here to be punished. And then the other part too is, and this is what I'd love to hear from the audience at 855-2124-CBS. Michigan is a really good football team. We don't know what's going to happen with Penn State this weekend, but I'm betting Michigan in this game. We can get more into the X's and O's part of that if you want to, but if they win the title, is there going to be an asterisk on this? At first, I didn't think so, Perloff, but now, depending on who you talk to, having the signs is good for, you know, a serious competitive advantage. Do they need it against Northwest East South State? No. But did they maybe need it uh, yeah. for, for the, you know, Big Ten winning streak that they have going on now that's spanned over two seasons? So does Ohio State get an asterisk, too, because they had Michigan's plays? Well, but here's the thing about that. I need to know more about that. Right, like that. Well, well, you need to you need to take your time on that, but not the Michigan thing. Well, because I know that a Michigan staffer was there directly getting the signs. The Rutgers, Ohio State, was it Illinois? Purdue, and Purdue, P- Purdue. Okay, that was gathered. How sign stealing has been gathered? We think for for that, years and years. That so, is the claim, by the way. That it was TV copy. That it was is TV. Yeah, that's the claim. You, we really don't know. We, it seems based on the the way the last week has played out, we have no idea how many programs were stealing signs. Okay, and but to do what we extent. know that a Michigan staffer was advanced scouting? Yes. yes. But okay, so Ohio State probably hired somebody to figure this out. Michigan is going to if they actually suspend them or put an asterisk. I, if I'm Michigan, I'd come out with guns a-blazing and burn down the whole well, They're already trying to do that. They have and the they're going to succeed. They're going to succeed. Well, no, what they're doing here is they're actually just trying to muddy the waters and distract people. I don't think it's going to succeed. This is a lot of, you know, hey, what about them and what about them? We're not talking about them right now. We're talking about you. We're talking about you violating a rule, and it doesn't matter how they got the information or got tipped off, whether it was a private investigator working for Ohio State or whoever. That's irrelevant. We've got the information now, and I think it's not... You know, it's basically just like a lot of bravado. It's a lot of smoke. It's a lot of saber rattling. It's a lot of that by Michigan and doesn't change any of the facts. Someone on your program was breaking the rules. So you're telling me Rutgers has Rutgers football has the signs of the other team and the schools in the SEC that would basically break any rule possible to win a football game. They don't they don't have the signs. They're like, oh, Rutgers is sophisticated enough to get the other team signs, but we're, we're not going to do anything. Yeah, you see here again, you're changing the conversation because you're tr- you're doing the what aboutism. Well, what about the SEC? Well, what about the Pac-12? We're not talking about that. We're talking about the facts of what's going on with the Big Ten. But it's like 
nailing a college football program before NIL for paying a player. It and would they be used stu- to do that all the and time. And it was stupid. We all knew it was ridiculous. Nobody okay. took that seriously. But- I think fans thought it was idiotic to go after one program when you knew every program was doing it. Okay, I'd love to know if fans think this is idiotic. Because, I, again, I think you have a wide variety of, of opinions here on how much of an advantage you may have gotten from this. And just the fact that the rule was there, it was broken, should you get punished for it. Yeah, get punished. Fine. Take away two scholarships and be done with it. Make a normal punishment. The stuff that's out there in the ether about what should happen in Michigan is crazy to me. Well, people should remember, the Big Ten commissioner is a former television executive. This dude knows. Tony Petiti is a smart guy. He's not going to take Harbaugh off the sidelines for Ohio State. It's like the one, how many great rivalries do we even have left in our in our sports-watching society. You're not going to take Harbaugh off the sideline okay. for that. E- all right, for, that's absolutely true. Right. And even if you take that off the table, what do you think an appropriate penalty for illegal advanced scouting should be? I don't know. See, I think that in some ways, you got, like, these leagues kind of screw themselves over because they never assign a specific penalty. It's not like, if you do this, then it's going to happen. It's not like our laws in this country, where it's like, if you steal a car, this is what's going to happen to you. I think it's two scholarships and a $100,000 fine. Something like that. Something yeah, very small. Wrist. So a slap on the wrist at most, especially on the first time you get caught doing it. If they get caught doing it again, then it's a different story. If they get caught lying about it, which they probably already have, <laughs> then it's a different <laughs> well, Jim story. Jim Harbaugh already said he didn't know anything about it, so that could be the first lie. But it does feel like this whole scandal, I think partly because the details are so juicy, has taken on this life of its own, and people are calling an asterisk over this. To me, this, there's no way there should be an asterisk. That should be our poll. If Michigan wins at all, do you put an asterisk because of sign-stealing? I, I can't do that. It's way too minor for me. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Uh, Jeffrey Howell's in the chat, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio says asterisk still go in the trophy case. No, not, no. I think, didn't USC have to pull out all their trophies? Well, Reggie Bush gave back the Heisman. So, yes, I think actually that crystal football that they used to have. I do think maybe they took that away. I, I seem to remember there was something about removing actual hardware from different schools, but and the uh, Michigan had to take down the banners, the final four. Yeah, banners. yeah, I do think you kind of have to take away some of the stuff, but who cares? We all saw it. We all saw Reggie Bush dominate. Nobody's that's a great example. Nobody thinks that USC should have been penalized. Nobody thinks they deserve an asterisk. I no fans, in my opinion, put an asterisk on that one, do they? Uh, I don't think so, but maybe this one will be different. Again, 855-212-4CBS. I think it, it is it, it is notable, I think, and worth merit to look at how the other coaches are responding to this behind the scenes. I get it. People might not like Harbaugh. They might not like Michigan. He rubs people the wrong way. He loves to be, you know, like go at it with coaches and stuff. But if your program's also doing this, or you think it's even a shadow of doubt that you might be doing this, why would you be protesting so much to the Big Ten to do something to Harbaugh? Like, Mm -hmm. if I know that, you know, uh, something's wrong at my house, why am I calling it out to someone else? But who are the vocal protesters? It's Matt Rule, and it's not... I don't know. I've not heard Ryan Day come out, and maybe I missed it, come out and say, you really got to come down heavy on Michigan. Well, what you're seeing, though, is the, what we said kind of last week, is that you have these coaches and these ADs going really behind closed doors in these meetings with the Big yeah. Ten commissioner saying, 
all whatever how many more teams they have, like all of them saying basically, you got to do something, you got to do something. When they get in front of cameras, they're a lot more pointed with their words. I think they look very hypocritical in doing that. But the reporting on everything is that when these meetings happen, they're very tense because they keep kind of putting the Big Ten's feet to the fire, saying you have to do something with Harbaugh and Michigan. Let's put the poll out at Maggie and Pearl on Twitter. Will you put an asterisk by Michigan? If they win the title this year because of the sign stealing scandal, 855 2124 CBS, 855 2124 We have some good news to talk about with college football, believe it or not. We'll get into that next. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. A lot of debates going on right now. Coolest athlete in sports. I've already redone my list nine times, but we're talking Michigan football. Poor. Michigan football, a program that never, ever gets a break. And now everybody <laughs> everybody wants to come after them and even put an asterisk on this mythical championship that they have not won. In fact, they did have to beat Penn State, Ohio State, somebody in the Big Ten title game, and the Final Four. But we're already talking asterisks if they do win. It's ridiculous to me because they are not going to have signs for these games moving forward. Because I assume at this point, other teams are changing their signs. I would hope so. Well, I would hope so, but it doesn't mean they haven't had them. Now, I don't know why you would need these kinds of signs stealing to beat, like, East Carolina. But still, I mean, they did, in theory, have an advantage. And Well, I mean, the other team had their signs, too. So I don't know what kind of advantage it was. Okay, but when other teams had their signs, we we that part of the investigation, I think, is still the murkiest Right, but we actually have a picture of Michigan signs saying if he slaps his hand this way, it's a run play. Right. So we know the other teams have their signs because we actually have seen these signs. Right, but that was just one data point from one, maybe like from one game or something, whereas the Connor Stallions was flying across the country. He was paying other people to go do this. Like he had apparently like, you know, I think a lot more data. Maybe, I don't know. And isn't there something to just like the – corner cutting that Michigan was doing by doing it this way like this guy who put together this uh, dossier so to speak for Ohio State Rutgers and Purdue that guy said it took 10 to 12 hours right like if you send somebody to go to a game and you're sitting at the 50-yard line and you just record the whole game I would imagine that's a lot less time to put together what the signs are oh that's interesting I thought the going off tv would be the yeah, would I, be the corner cutting because you don't have to well, leave well, no, your you house. Get, you don't get every shot. Like the TV's showing most of the time the games. Like yeah. if you're getting, it, if you're able to zoom in on just the signs for all 60 minutes, like you're probably getting way more than you would if you're just watching it from television. Well, I was wondering, do they also get all 22 tape for? I think college teams probably do, right? They get scouting tape from the other team. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I was also, I, I think the the biggest challenge here is you have to be really good at Excel to do one of these charts. That's where the <laughs> 12 hours come in. Yeah. And you, I don't know, like, oh, I put it in the wrong cell. How Tabs. annoying would it be? I know. The actual typing is the biggest problem. Connor Stallions, I mean, how, how this guy was stealing all these signs fixing vacuum cleaners apparently, reportedly and entering all this into some computer. I mean, the guy must have not slept for four years. <laughs> I mean, also, I think you should have some kind of program about like how to be efficient, you know, yeah, like, how, yeah. to, how to live your life in the most efficient way possible. There's like six side hustles and was on every Southwest airline flight to college programs all over the country. We asked you if uh, Michigan wins this year, would there be an asterisk on it? Brooke is in Georgia on CBS Sports Radio. Good morning, Brooke. Hey, Maggie. Uh, thanks for having me on. I sure. definitely think there's going to be an asterisk by the the quote-unquote non-title yet because the impact of recruits that came on 
over these wins that uh, Michigan was able to get because of they feel the signs. I think people started, you know, I mean, they've always been a powerhouse recruit, but, you know, you, you might get some more extra players or, or better players just because they're winning those big games. Interesting. And then the TCU game that they lost, 51-45, because TCU changed the side. They, they pulled the okie duck on Michigan. Yep, and they were bragging about it afterwards. Brooke, thank you for the phone call. I mean, that is a good piece of, uh, we're talking about data points here. That TCU game is a good data point because that was, you know, TCU came out and said, we knew they had our signs, we changed them up, we got them. So can you verify that? What? In a week, can you verify exactly what happened in that TCU game? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yes, those are all good data points, but this is going to take weeks and weeks and weeks to figure out exactly what happened. Uh, Ryan is in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Good morning, Ryan. Morning, guys. I just wanted to say, like, this whole sign-stealing thing, okay, it has been happening since the dawn of sports. Yep. This is the same reason catchers and pitchers cover their face with their gloves when they go out to talk. The sideline coaches are covering their face with their playbook when they're talking to the quarterback. Yep. You know, the guy on second is trying to catch the, se- the catcher's sign. It- it's been happening. Was Michigan a little too obvious with it? Did they go a little too far? Maybe. You know, they got caught. Right. But seriously, this has been happening since the dawn of time with sports. Oh, Ryan, I don't think anyone is I don't think anyone is saying that it does that it doesn't happen. You're you're right. Thank you for the phone call. You're right, it happens. Just like I think colleges before NIL were paying players since the dawn of time to recruit them to their schools. But there were still were rules on the books and they were broken. Philosophically, you could disagree and say this is all stupid and I don't like it and Everyone's doing it, so they shouldn't get punished. But there are rules that exist for a reason. Well, the recruiting rules should not have existed. They were all stupid, and players should have been getting paid for years instead of having this black market. Yeah, I I don't know. I I think that there's going to be so many more stories about sign stealing coming out of this. First of all, it gets clicks. People like to read about sign stealing. Is Spygate, when you look back at the 2007 Spygate, was that really worth all the fuss? No, in my opinion. It was, well, the Patriots kept doing it, so. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, all they were the doing. That's the part didn't even deter them. They're and, still <laughs> videotaping people. And much like this scandal, you're allowed to videotape. They just did it in a way that was illegal. Right. So is that really that significant a difference, considering that you and I and everybody in this room can watch a college football game and get about half the signs. So what what team is not changing their signs and knowing that? Why would a team not change their signs coming against Michigan or any team on any given week? Yeah. I would hope you'd audible. I, well, I, I think that part of it is maybe you feel like we're dealing with young men. We're dealing with young people, 18, 19, 20 years old. To be switching things up every week, maybe that's asking a little too much of keeping everyone on the same page. I'm not really sure. I don't know. They're professional athletes. Let's not kid ourselves. But is it fair to be like, well, I'm breaking the rules, so you should do more work to stop us from being effective at breaking the rules? Like, I don't, I don't think, I don't really buy that argument. So, what to... would you do? Okay, you say that. So, what do you think they should come down heavy right now, or should they gather all the facts for two months, like Michigan is asking? No, I mean, them we to do. know they broke the rules. So, I think a simple suspension of Jim Harbaugh is absolutely on the table and should be done. Like, we, we want to get into how pervasive, how effective it was. That maybe you take more time, and maybe that does take over a summer to figure out what you do with Michigan in terms of do you lose scholarship, do you do all that stuff. But were they sending – was Connor Stallions going to games to record other people's signs, which we know is illegal? That is 
indisputable. Michigan, in their responses to the NCAA and to the Big Ten, are not disputing that. So, so okay, so, and so you, hammer them. So, yeah. what if it's worse than you thought, and they deserve more penalties? You can't. You suspend them now. You can't come back and suspend them again no, next year. No. So that's what I'm saying. You can give a suspension to Harbaugh. But that doesn't mean the program can't then be punished. You can absolutely then say, okay, you know what? On upon further investigation, yeah, tack on we more. tack on a bunch of a bunch of guys. How many times we have guys have indefinite suspensions that we see until we learn more information? That happens all the time in sports. For a minor, yes, for real violations, for serious stuff. This is not serious stuff. You oh, I disagree. Go- that's not serious. This is serious. You can go to at Maggie and Pearl on Twitter if you want to vote in our poll. Michigan should Michigan have an asterisk on this season if they win the title? Peter Schwartz is here with some headlines. Good morning, Peter. And good morning, Maggie. We'll tip off in the association. The first stop is Denver. They're going to feed Jokic against Looney. Jokic one on one against Looney. Bounce pass Jackson. Layup good. What a pass for Nikola Jokic. They came over for the double team and Jokic burned him with the pass. Denver leads it by three. That was Jason Kosmicki on Nuggets Radio. Nuggets over the Warriors, 108-105. Nikola Jokic finished with 35 points, 13 rebounds. The Nuggets now 6-0 at home, 8-1 overall. I think our big question today is we're trying to figure out the top five coolest athletes in the in the, in sports right now. Does Jokic make the cut? Oh, I don't even think he's the coolest guy on his team. Well. I mean, I, I personally think Jamal Murray is a lot cooler. I know he's hurt. I kind of think Michael Porter is cool because he's such an oddball, too. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it cool not to care? All right, sorry. Back <laughs> does, to you. does the name make you cool? Like, I, Nikola Jokic is a cool name. Mm. But in a sense, that he's the uncoolest athlete, too, because like he doesn't irony. try to be yeah. cool. Yeah. He, there is no athlete that tries less to be cool. What exactly. is he? Does he dress for up for games? Does he even wear any of the who fashion? Even, who would even ask? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, in a way, he's the uncoolest no, athlete. He's answering his own questions at press conferences. So yeah. no one will be able to ask him probably. I, next go home. I just, I, some, in some ways it's kind of cool that he's trying so hard not to be cool. Anyway, back to you. Yeah, Pete. There you go. We'll go to Philadelphia now. Sixers beat the Celtics 106-103. Sixers head coach Nick Nurse summing up the win. We did some really good things that we wanted to do. We had a lot of things we didn't want to do happen uh, as well. But, you know, it's kind of that time of year where we got to continue to clean up, you know, some of that. Joel Embiid, 27 points, 10 boards. By the way, I'm, I just apologize in advance. It's got to be hard for all you guys to watch Philadelphia dominate the entire sports landscape. Best record in the NBA. It's been good. Yeah. Oh, November. Oh, geez. Yeah. Give me a break. Well, yeah. I mean, come on. Your teams your teams are probably, most of them are out of it by now, EJ. I but think Philadelphia the Jets beat the Eagles this Yes, year. we might lose in championship round. We might lose in the championship. But this is obviously going to be a deep run for the Philadelphia 76ers. Wow. I think it's obvious at this point. That was not what you were saying we three days sure. ago. Sure <laughs> that. I had to see them without Harden. Now I'm all in. Speaking of Harden, Nets over the Clippers, 193. Nets legend James Harden made his return to Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> 12 points, also turned the ball over five times. We had opportunities. I think the last two games came down in the fourth quarter. You know what I mean? It was a tie game, a one-position game. And, you know, tonight it was on me as far as, you know, letting the ball get away. Lonnie Walker led the Nets with 21. Spurt. Did you see when Harden basically threw the ball to the announcers? Our guy, uh, Ian Eagle. Eagle. <laughs> it, I, I couldn't tell at first. I'm like, was that on purpose that he was just trying to throw it in the direction of – Nets, <laughs> broadcasters, PR staff. Yeah. yeah, I know some of the people over there. Well, I would see if you. Or is he just that bad? Here's my thing on that. I saw the video. If you were, if you were going to guess, and you saw the ball head towards the Nets booth, and you've yeah. got Iron Eagle. Yep. 
but you've also got Sarah Husak, who yep. played basketball. Like, who would you think would catch the ball easier? <laughs> I would think Sarah, Sarah yeah. could have reached over and grabbed the ball instead of it coming right at at, at poor Ian. But Ian made a good play on it. Sneaky oh, athletic, sure. that Ian Eagle. <laughs> Spurs rookie Victor Webanyama made his Broadway debut, scoring just 14 points in the Spurs' 126-105 loss to the Knicks at the Garden. Such a great arena. And, uh, yeah, we, we did have a tough, a rough start collectively. And, um, yeah, it's but we're, we're young, you know, the youngest team in the league, so we're learning. And Jalen Brunson led the Knicks with 25 points. Also in the NBA last night, you had the Raptors over the Mavericks, 127-116. The T-Wolves beat the Pelicans, 122-101. The Thunder topped the Cavaliers, 128-120. The Pacers beat the Jazz, 134-118. There was one college basketball game in the top 25 last night. Number 10, Florida Atlantic beating Loyola Chicago, 75-62. Week 10 in the NFL begins tonight. Panthers visit the Bears. Panthers quarterback Bryce Young are preparing during a short work week. The response for the same things, uh, you know, you still have to go out and, um, you know, know the same stuff. Uh, make sure I watch the same stuff. Uh, make sure that, um, you know, although practice is made, you know, obviously with this different week, the practice schedule looks differently. Um, you know, you're still responsible for, for getting those reps being ready. Kickoff tonight, 8-15 Eastern time should be a doozy in Chicago between those two teams. Okay, now I'm seeing this video of James Harden throwing it to the announcers. Yeah. You didn't mention he was 100 yards away from them. Yes, he was he in the corner. He threw it halfway across the <laughs> arena, so the announcers didn't know it was coming. So no, but Sarah didn't... Kosak almost lost her computer here. No, apparently a whole thing of tea like spilled into Ian's lap. Sarah's coffee spilled all over her. We'll, we'll find the audio for you. Ian reads it the whole way. He's tracking it like he's Jamar Chase down the sideline. It's amazing. <laughs> I don't know what who this pass was supposed to be. It was kind of like Tua's pass at the end of the Germany game. It was completely a total... <laughs> Total misfire here. I, I couldn't tell if maybe it was a little intentional. Now, I don't know who would have beef with Ian Eagle. Like, well, that's on you. Ian's the best. I, if, if it was intentional, it's great aim by James Harden because he was <laughs> all the way across the arena. I've never seen worse body language than the Clippers yesterday in that Nets game. I mean, those four guys, this is going to be a, this could be very bad. By the way, you know who would have crushed James Harden for throwing a cross court pass like that? Huey Brown. Huey <laughs> Brown would not yeah. have been pleased. Huey Brown would have said, you never throw a cross-court pass when the defense is there. He would have been right on top of it. And I'm sure Sarah did crush Harden for it, but I'm just saying, Hubie Brown definitely still has his fastball. I know. This is going to be the never-ending. Should Hubie Brown at 90 still be calling games? Or should someone else get a so shot? He's great, though. The national I treasure. Know he's, I get it. I love him. I, I Painted area, I've learned so much from Hubie. 90. I mean, he's had his day in the sun, and then the other day, and then the next day, and then the next day. He's had decades <laughs> in the sun. He's inspiring. That is also really good. He is good. Yeah. Baseball, Angels name Ron Washington, their new manager, and hockey overtime in our nation's capital. He'll play it along near side Barkov. Barkov zips it rink wide a lane. Reinhardt to the front of the net. A shot and he scores. Sam Reinhardt, the overtime winner, and it only took 15 seconds. The Panthers win it 4-3 in overtime here in Washington. Doug Plagens on Panthers Radio. You also had the Golden Knights losing to the Kings. 4-1 to one in Vegas last night. Peter, thank you so much. Got a lot more to do, including the one person we did not expect to have beef with on this show, but apparently we do. We'll get to that in just moments. Don't move. Maggie, Pearl off. CBS Sports Radio.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Today's Thursday Night Football preview is sponsored by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. I mean, listen, Maggie, when they were setting up the schedule coming into this year, Al Michaels said, Bears, Panthers, give me that one. That <laughs> is going to be a battle of Bryce Young and Justin Fields. Uh, but now we have to watch this game. It's actually wildly fascinating for totally different reasons. What happens to these two franchises could be lie in the balance tonight because they both want the number one pick. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, I mean, sorry, Chicago wants the number one pick yeah. and Carolina gave away their pick. So they don't want to give that, you know, basically Chicago could get the number one pick from Carolina being bad. Listen, I, I think that if you're the Carolina Panthers, you don't want to add insult to injury here, which is you already potentially mortgage your future. If Bryce Young doesn't turn out to be a, I mean, super high-level quarterback, I can't even just say high-level. He's the number one overall pick. The expectation should be through the roof. If not for him, then for who? You know, who are we going to save the expectations for? Josh Dobbs? Like, he's the number one overall pick. It's looked bad. Everyone's going to give him a pass, though, his rookie year because Peyton Manning got a pass and other guys have had terrible rookie seasons and have gone on to be excellent players. But this could end up being an all-time boneheaded trade, and you could have just gifted the Chicago Bears two bites at the apple to try to get another franchise quarterback. Yeah, I mean, the problem is the Bears are a franchise that always screws up their quarterback. And I wonder, Justin Fields he got drafted there. Was that the wrong place for him? And it's the wrong place for whoever they draft right. next year as well. Caleb Williams and Drake may, it seems like there's problems that are deeper with Chicago. So I wonder, you know, that's a one team where Caleb Williams could go. And I would not think he'd be a star. It's funny. The most, well, the most fascinating person in this game is the person who is not going to be playing in this game. Should we hear a little Matt Eberflus sound line? We go for it, right? Okay. Let's listen to a little Matt Eberflus. Now, we're used to coaches sometimes being confusing. This is an all-timer. So let's listen to Matt Everflus. Manny, cut one. Now, everyone's going to have to keep up here. Justin Fields, not medically cleared, but then says he's doubtful, but then says he's out. He's not medically cleared to go um, right now, and uh, he's getting better, though. I mean, he's... he's uh, Accuracy's improving. He's throwing it better, and you know he's starting to do more and more and more. So uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes. And right now we're listening to him as doubtful, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. If, is he, if he's doubt, if he's not medically cleared, well, how come doubtful versus out? Yeah, just to see. We got to give him one more day. Give him one more day. But he's uh, 
he's working hard, and uh, it's getting better every day. So we'll see where it goes. He's not playing tomorrow. Yeah, he's not playing. <laughs> what? Okay. Again, not medically cleared, but then they said, hey, we want to give him another day. A lot can happen in a day. So said he's. that's why we're, we're saying he's doubtful, not ruling him out. Is he going to play? Well, no. Here's more from Matt Everflus, where the media is trying to understand what the heck is going on. I'm having trouble understanding. He's he's not playing, but he's doubtful. There's, is he out or doubtful? <laughs> he, now he's listed as doubtful. But you're saying that he's out. He's not going to play. We'll see where it goes. Uh, the chances are doubtful, 51% that he's in or out, and uh, it's going to be – we'll see where it is. We got a little time left, but, uh, again, we'll declare him out when he's out. Uh, right now we're still listening to him as doubtful. What did he say? He may. He may. Yep. You just said he was out. You literally just said it. I feel like for a coach, you must really start to get nervous when you the reporters are furiously typing on their laptops oh, yeah. as you're talking. Like, this is going out to the world in real time. That's a bad sign you're when you see idiot. that typing. <laughs> what was the number he threw out there? 51%? Percent? Uh, what, what yeah, was 50, 50? yeah, 51%. That he's not, out? Not playing. That he's yeah. not playing. So that means there's a 49% chance he is playing which now? Should be, which should mean he should be questionable. Because usually it's 50-50 if you're questionable, 25% if you're doubtful. So, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> funny. I never knew there was a percentage. Does anyone know who's playing quarterback for the Chicago <laughs> Bears? This is who's on yeah. first routine. It's honestly, it's me and you playing quarterback. We're going to split snaps tonight. I, it's, it's ridiculous. And I guess you're just, maybe we're parsing the words, but like, why is he parsing the words? You just said he's out. Just say he's out. Is, it, this, is he out? He's out. Wait. This is like if Seinfeld was doing like, football. Yeah, Larry yeah. David, yes. he, he, this may be in the next season of Curb. Of Curb, yeah. yeah. So dumb. But wait. These he, are the people in charge of Justin Fields' future, by the way. Are Just we, let that sink in. Are we 100% sure he's out? Because he's still listed as doubtful on the final injury report. I know, but go back to cut one. Cut one at the end. He says he's out. He's not medically cleared to go um, right now. and uh, Right now. He's getting better, though. I mean, he's, he's uh, accuracy's improving. He's throwing it better and. You know, he's starting to do more and more and more. So uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes. And right now we're listening to him as doubtful. And uh, we'll see where it goes from there. If, if, if he's doubt, if he's not medically cleared, well, how come doubtful versus out? Yeah, just to see. we got to give him one more day. Give him one more day. But he's uh, he's working hard. And uh, it's getting better every day. So we'll see where it goes. He's not playing tomorrow. Yeah, he's not playing. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the reporters must be like, well, "This is what a gigantic waste of time this is for everybody." Is this, is this fun to cover the Chicago Bears when you have Eberflus doing this, or is this is this oh, just yeah. like embarrassing at this point? Well, I don't think time? I don't think this is. I, I don't think Eberflus has given this many bad press conferences. See a guy that we've never played sound really. I don't even no, know, he had know one what, what this year did he really? Yeah. Okay, well, I, I haven't been paying attention. The day when like the you know what hit the fan with the Bears was, remember Justin Fields came out and said, I got to start playing like myself. I'm not playing like myself. And, you know, kind of, it yeah, seemed oh, like kind of through the, the organization, good, right. yeah, through the organization under the bus, then later had to clarify it. All happened on the same day that the defensive coordinator was let go for reasons that are still unknown. Remember this whole day that happened? Yes. Yeah, I do remember that. That now. was not that long ago. It was like a month ago. I know things move quickly in the NFL, but it wasn't that yeah, long ago. Playing. He's not playing. Why but, is he but doubtful? he's doubtful. Or questionable. Well, he's also bear- not medically cleared. <laughs> <laughs> but if he is. But if he was, he'd be doubtful. We have one more day. Yeah, he's not playing. <laughs>
Is he going to play tonight? Just tell me because I want to see him play. I do not want to see. Yeah, Tyson Badge a great story. Are you sure? We all want to see him play. He just told you he's not playing. He also said you got to give it one more day. <laughs> well, that's also he also because... said he is playing. He gave him a forty nine percent chance. <laughs> he's not playing. But again, if I'm Justin Fields, and I'm I'm concerned about my future right now because well, obviously, but if you have the the Chicago Bears are going to have maybe two top three picks. This is not the regime that traded up to draft him. This is you know totally different people in the building. And if I'm the Bears, if I do take Caleb Williams or Drake May or whoever's going to go one and two, then I'm not having Justin Fields there. Yeah, he's not playing. You've got to trade Justin Fields, and you have your young quarterback, and you put a veteran with him, and you either, in my opinion, start the veteran and then work the rookie in later on in the season. Don't have Justin Fields there and the two of them duking it out in training camp. I don't think that helps anybody because you're sending a mixed message to your locker room. Who's the guy? And I think he, I think that's important to have that kind of pecking order. I hear what you're saying. And of course, I think it's way different if it's Caleb Williams. There's no conversation with Caleb Williams because he's a once-in-a-generation prospect. Drake May, there's more of a conversation to me. I think Drake May is going to be really good, but that's not such an obvious no-brainer. I think if you looked at Justin Fields on film, if you put Drake May and Justin Fields on the same field, you might not be sure, hey, maybe Justin Fields is the guy. I think that's what you're saying. You don't want him there to compete with no, a guy who's not a sure thing. No, that's a real competition if yeah. it's Justin Fields and Drake May. You don't want real competitions yeah. in training camp. You want fake competitions, pseudo-competitions, where the veteran yeah. who's brought in knows what his situation is and the rookie understands what his situation is. And I'm not saying that Drake May is better than Justin Fields. I'm saying Drake May now it would be much cheaper than Justin yeah, Fields. Yeah, the salary. I mean, if I you think keep Fields, you basically are saying we're paying. This is probably an idiotic reason not to draft him, but I do think Chicago got so burned with Trubisky that they'd be a little gun-shy on a North Carolina quarterback. And the other thing, too, any quarterback they draft has been a failure. You could keep Justin Fields and draft the best left tackle – probably the Penn State kid and Marvin Harrison. I mean, I think that's at least a route. I'm not saying that's what they should do. If it wasn't for the darn rookie salary cap, I think that'd be an option. But, hey, maybe Justin Fields, if he plays well the last six games, that could be what Chicago ends up doing. I think they're playing him to audition him to another team that will trade for him because if you draft a left tackle in Marvin Harrison and just try to build around Fields again, well, then you're handing him $150 million guaranteed because that's what you're saying. We're investing in you. And I don't know if Fields is going to show us that much in the last six games or whatever of the season. And... I think it's probably start overtime. And Ooh. I think he might like that, by the way. You know, Roquan Smith had a quote earlier this week that said, I thank God I'm in Baltimore because I feel like uh, it saved my career. Like, I'm not just going to be wasted in Chicago. Maybe Justin Fields can't wait to get out of there. That's a linebacker where linebackers are typically, you know, made careers in Chicago. So imagine a quarterback, how they would feel about leaving the Bears. I think they would throw a parade probably. Right. I mean, give me any other chance. It was funny. I know earlier we mentioned, you know, about Eberflus and whether or not he's kind of had these gas before. But yeah. there was the kind of famous, infamous back and forth about Chase Claypool where he was deactivated. But then oh, said yeah. there was a chance he could come back. And we have that sound here. Here was uh, Eberflus earlier in the season. Almost no scenario where a team would do this unless that player was done with that team. Is that the case with Chase, that he's not going to play for the Bears again? Well, he's he's uh, like not going to be in the building this week, so he's not playing this week. 
you know, so that we'll see where it goes from there. And again, like I said, uh, Ryan handles all those all those trades and transactions, and we'll see where it goes. Would you think there's some possibility that then he would, you would have him out of the building? You would tell him not to come to a game. You'd have him out of the building, not to go to another game, and he would somehow be on the team again at some point and play. All I'm saying right now is that it's he's uh, not in the building this week. Right, what transfer? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Seeing a pattern here, EJ. I get it. <laughs> He's had, uh, he's had some rough ones this week, no. this year. Yeah. And the funny thing about Matt Eberflus is I know that Eberflus, I will always remember that name. Yeah. I cannot picture his face in my head at all. He's one of those anonymous. He doesn't look like how his name sounds, if that yeah. makes sense. No, not at all. He kind of reminds me, Pat Shermer, I've always had trouble grasp, grappling what he looks like. Yeah, There's he looks certain, exactly like Eberflus. <laughs> yeah, they look exactly the same, yeah. just sort of generic uh, lifetime assistant coaches who finally get their shot and don't do anything but with Eberflus it. But has such a unique name, you yeah. kind of expect a unique-looking person, but like he just looks like any kind of average NFL coach. It's very... Like that, that to me always throws me off when I see him actually talk. That's funny that you guys equate how unique somebody's name is to what they physically might look like. Like, like Jim Tom Sula looked like a Jim Tom yeah, Sula. Yeah, that's true. You know? And Tony Sperano looked like a Tony Sperano. Yeah. Like, they wore it well. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I would say Mike Tomlin looks like a Mike Tomlin. He looks like a tough SOB. Like, I, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't look Bill at Bill Cower. Yeah. Bill Cower, right. Like, Bill Belichick. You know, yeah. it's something with like. I guess just naming names. <laughs> but I, I think I think part of that your brain associates that person with the name. Like Mike Tomlin could be anybody, but now that we know who Mike Tomlin yeah, is, yeah, that's your brain yeah, doing yeah. that. That's I not think maybe it's Tomlin made you think of Mike Tomlin like that. No, but Tomlin's like a, I think Mike Tomlin. I feel like is a tough is a tough name. Okay, like. but it's hold on. Name. What about like Pete Carroll? It's kind of yeah, like a Christmas two, Carol. Two yeah. first names, right. right? But Pete's also like a kind of like a he's yeah. like your grandpa. Actually, Pete Carroll is like a Christmas. Maybe he is like a Christmas Carol. Bill, I think Bill Cower. That's a tough. Tough guy. Because it's like cower, sour. Bill, Bill. Dick, uh, uh, Mike Ditka. Mike Ditka. Again, like Dick Buckus. They're guys with their names. <laughs> Ray Nitschke. Kind of yeah. yeah. I mean, Ray Nitschke was not going to be a running back. He was going to be an inside linebacker for the Packers, no doubt. Well, that's like when people are named, you know, Steel. When people yeah. name their kids Steel or Adonis. Not know, to bring it back Ra- to Amon Ross St. Brown, but there's no position except wide receiver that someone named Amon Ross St. <laughs> Brown is good. Maybe cornerback. Uh, I, I think that there's certain wide receiver names, there's certain linebacker names. Roquan Smith, of course, that's a linebacker. <laughs> Absolutely. It's just because you know he's a linebacker. I think that's, you. Our brain, to do with it. it could easily be our brains playing tricks with us. <laughs> I think so. Brian Hoyer, that's got to be a backup quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Dalton must be a redhead. Yeah, yeah of course. He sounds like Dalton, a redhead. Redhead, duh. <laughs> Who's the worst team in the NFL that has the sunniest outlook? We'll get to that next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app, 
Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.